0: I've been fortunate enough to sit there and hear those conversations on a private plane with MJ, Tiger, Gretzky, Jeter. They are so freaking competitive. That's the one thing they all have
1: in common. What would they say mental disorders they have? They'd
0: have to come up with something new.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if Mike's sitting right here and we asked Kobe, what's the definition of success? What would you say their answers would be? Kobe said
0: winning is everything. Talk to Mike. Whatever Kobe would say, Mike would have to one-up him.
1: Why don't most people subscribe to wanting to find out what their capacity looks like and go at the highest level?
0: Because it's just too hard. If it was that easy, everybody would be
1: doing it. You've trained the best of the best. In a game of basketball. He said Kobe worked harder, but Jordan worked smarter. What are those signs that he said, there's a very distinct difference between this guy and that guy?
0: With Kobe, I saw it very early against Utah when he shot all those air balls. For most individuals, that would have just totally killed their confidence. No, he came back and owned what he did. I'm coming back for more. Were both guys that trusted easily? No, they did not trust easily. I had to work harder than they did. I tell the story about early down in the MJ days, there was no Fitbit. Mm -hmm. There was none of this information Mm -hmm. available.
1: Did you ever fire a client?
0: I've returned more money than I've actually kept. I had one individual right in the middle of the game. I told one of my sisters to grab my checkbook, roll my check. I said, "Here, get out." We're in a society now where sleep deprivation is like a sign of success.
1: Is the reward worth it?
0: Winning is everything.
1: So here's what Kobe Bryant had to say about my guest today. He said, Tim Grover is the master of mental toughness. The book is the blueprint for discovering what you're capable of achieving, getting results you never imagined, reaching the highest level of success, and then going even higher, the late Kobe Bryant. Here's what Barkley had to say. If you compete at anything, sports or business or life, you need this book. No one knows more than Tim Grover about competitive intensity, killer instinct, and crushing the other guy. He is the best at what he does creating champions, and Michael Jordan called him the asshole. Not an asshole, he called him the <laughs> asshole, which he took it as a compliment so I can say it to him because he said that's a compliment. And having said that, he owns a record. He, he holds a record on by and I don't know if you're aware of this record or not. You held this record for a couple of years. But just for it a was, couple of years. Just for a couple of years. I'm going to tell you this. You held the record for the most F-bombs ever dropped in an interview. Yes. We counted it. I think the numbers you were counting is like 72, whatever the number was. <laughs> Your record was broken by Sammy Debo Gravano. He beats you because it was a longer interview. We had only an hour. He had two and a half hours. So if we put the optics together, I think you guys are very close to each other. But it's good to have you on, buddy. Really good to have you on.
0: Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you. It's an honor again to be back here with you.
1: And I know you were telling me this is your uh, first uh, live interview you're doing for the book launch, which we are very, very excited about. I know you are you know I'm a big student of your uh, previous book, yes. you said Relentless, just a fantastic book. We had the entire company read it. This, complete different direction. Excited to get into it. I got a lot of questions for you. But before we get into the questions, in your mind, give me the difference between the book Relentless and the biggest difference between this book that you wrote that's coming out on May 18th.
0: Relentless was a mindset. It was a mindset. Kind. It was just like what I was talking about with the other individuals that I dealt with, how they thought, how they went through different, how they went through different processes to get that end result. Winning is in all of us. We all want to win. But the path people take to get to winning, Everybody wants the end result, and they want to feel the sugar and the, the 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 confetti and all that other stuff. But what you have to endure to win, no one wants to talk about, and that's what really winning is about. Because you spend more time enduring it and being in a a pl- and not in a good place. And I wanted to bring it out and say, hey, no matter what you do in life, where you're at, this is what. Winning takes, and it's in all of us. It's in all of us. You find wins every single day. And when you find that win every single day, you can get closer to whatever, you, whatever winning means to you. So winning is in all of us. Relentless was more of a mindset. This is about going out and actually achieving that mindset and getting what you want.
1: At, at, at for what matters to the person, or is it more capacity? Meaning, you know, you meet somebody where you say, this guy's got a big upside, man. That guy can really kill it. Oh, my gosh. And then he says, Tim, I just want to be an all-star. I'm good with that, man. I don't care to win a championship. I don't care to be on Mount Rushmore. I don't care to be one of the greatest of all. If I never make it in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to live a happy life. I'm going to be totally okay with it. So is winning to you the individual's level of success they want to have? Or is winning to you somebody that goes out there and says, I want to find out what my best version looks like. I want to find out how what my capacity looks like, how do you judge it? It's by the capacity, okay. it's always
0: a capacity. You know, if you don't, people, they look at winning and finishing as the same. Those individuals that you're talking about, they're just looking to finish. They're just looking to finish their career. They're like, okay, this is where I got this nice house, I'm finished over here, I made the NBA, or made the end of that, that's finishing. And a lot of people to that, they're like, they feel like if they finish, they've won. These individuals, it's a completely different, it's a completely different level. So you have individuals that go out and run marathons. You know, if you compete at the highest level and you're a person that just runs marathon, the chances of you winning that marathon are pretty much zero. But you're gonna finish that marathon. But being able to finish that marathon puts you in a mindset to win at something else else so there's always what's next what's next what's the next thing that's going on you know we talk about what Kobe one of his biggest lines is you know don't rest in the middle rest at the end winners rest at the end Mm. when you talk about fit people that just want to finish just what you said they rest in the middle
1: You know, for the longest time, I was, people asked the question, you know, what's success to you? What's, you know, one of those questions, what's the key to success? Oh, the key to success. And I've heard a million different things, you know, marry the right person, you know, faith, hard work, save money, make money, read books, you know, all this stuff that we hear from a bunch Mm -hmm. of different people. To me, it was alignment where, you know, your values and principles match The lifestyle you're living. So, and not worrying about what others think about you. But for you, you spent a lot of time around Mike, MJ, and you spent a lot of time around uh, Kobe. Uh, You've spent a lot of time around a lot of other guys, you know, Dwayne, Pat Riley, you know, whether it's Barkley, you've spent a lot of time around these guys. Mm. But if Mike's sitting right here and we ask Kobe, okay, what's the definition of success to those two guys? What would you say their answers would be?
0: Well, in the book, Kobe said, he said, winning is everything. It's everything, all right. And you sit here and if you, you talk talk to Mike, whatever Kobe would say, Mike would have to one up him because there's still the, the competition never stops. It's always about what's next. What can I what can I win more at? You know, both those individuals. You know, obviously Kobe's not with us anymore, but both those individuals, the competition and the desire. And the feeling of winning, even though they were done with playing, manifested into something else. You know, MJ, the most successful sneaker brand out there. All right. Owning a team, tequila business, um, in the sports gambling business. He's in all those things. He's in all those things. All right. So the competition never stops. With Kobe, it was like, I'm going to win an Oscar. Go out and win an Oscar, writing children's writing children's book. He literally his goal, he his plan was to take over Hollywood. He was like, I owned L.A. on the (laughs) basketball court, and now I want to own L.A. He wanted to take that was his winning thing. Take the basketball out of it. Everyone knows I own L.A. on the basketball court, and we talked about this. He goes. Own LA. Own LA. And if you look at the paths he was going through, that's what, he, that's what he was doing. That's what he was that was his that was his next definition of winning.
1: I wouldn't bet against the guy. No. I would not bet against the guy. We had him over at the event. And I uh, uh, gave him a couple gifts, I gave him a script. I gave him a script I think by uh, Star Wars and it was signed, it was the original script Mm -hmm. and you know, he was fascinated by that. Like when we were having a conversation in the back, all he was talking about was storytelling, 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 storytelling. It was like an obsession that he had. So here's here's a different question for you. So the feeling of winning obviously is a million times better than you think it's gonna feel like. The prize, it's just a ridiculous feeling that you go there movies do very well because in the storyline, somebody ends up winning and the audience comes and says, oh my gosh, what a great underdog story. I love this movie, Pursuit of Happiness. I love watching, you know, Invincible. The guy ends up playing for, you know, the Jets, a regular bartender guy. I love watching this guy winning. I love watching all these different things.
0: I think he played for the Eagles.
1: Uh, Eagles, you're right, Philadelphia, yes. that's right. I said Jets. The story's about the city of yeah. Philadelphia, you're right. So you you see all these different uh, uh, movies do well because we see somebody winning, right? right? We see somebody winning. Why don't most people subscribe to wanting to find out what their capacity looks like and go at the highest level? They enjoy the story, but why don't they want to commit to it?
0: Because they rather participate. Why They, they, they participate. They want to participate in somebody else's win because that's where their euphoria comes from because they want to see what they know what winning feels like but what it takes to go down that unforgiving race to winning they don't want to do because it's just too hard so they rather stay in the middle they rather stay because that's where majority of the comfort is it's in The middle. Everybody wants to be seen until it's time to be seen. Winning, in order to win, you have to be seen. And once you become, and once everyone can see you, you become a target. You become a target. So everybody, everyone has their perception of winning as this glory, this glorious thing. And it is. And it is. But the book talks about everything. That goes along that path and what winning will bring you. And it's not always what you anticipate to be. You yep, can look exactly. at yourself, yeah. you can look at myself. You can look at any success, you can look at any successful person, any person that's going for more wins, that's going for their full potential. And they sit back and you have times and you're just like, why am I doing this? why am i do, why am i why am i doing this and then it may hit you for a split second but then you become i know exactly why mm-hmm. i'm doing this All right? those other people when they say why am i doing this that why wins with the people that continue to win that why doesn't exist like I know why I'm doing this.
1: So do you think those who say, well, you know, I don't know if it's something worth me paying the price. Is it the fear of the criticism? Do they know that they're going to get that kind of criticism or they don't know that? It's just I don't think it's worth me paying the price to get this because what if it doesn't work out and what if I can't do it? Is it a belief thing? Is it they don't have the level of obsession? Is it they don't have the chip? Is it they don't have the point to want to prove to somebody? What 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 would you point it? It's at? all of the above. Okay, got it.
0: It's all the above. See what everybody's trying to figure out. What what's the? It, you get this question all the time. I get this all. What's the one thing? Boy, I wish it was that simple. That's the one thing. So everybody, what's the one thing to success? What's the one thing to your success? What's the one thing to making it? What's the one thing to winning? Man, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, people they have. <laughs> Everyone has, and this drives me crazy. This drives me, this drives me absolutely crazy. And I was told by another individual that the one thing I have to do in my, um, in my teachings is I have, to, I have to do steps. I have to do steps. I have to give people five steps, ten steps, so forth. And I'm not a step person. I'm just not. It's not something that's worked for me. It's not something that's worked for the individuals. I know it simplifies things and helps people out. But when you look at the, the road to winning, people look at you and they're like, you're a success, all right? But your road has so many more steps. Those steps are infinite. Sometimes you get to see them. Sometimes you don't sometimes they're there other times they're wobbly and you don't know if that next step is going to be there but you have enough belief in yourself mm-hmm. to say i know it's there i'm going to take i'm going to take that i'm going to take that step i may miss the step i may fall i may get i may get scraped that step may go in a quicksand but i know there's another step I know it. I believe inside me that there's another step that I have to take that somebody else isn't making me take. And you continue to take those. Those steps are infinite. Winning is infinite. Those steps are infinite. And you're deaf. People don't want to continue to take those steps. Mm-hmm. I don't care what kind of shape an individual's in. The greatest athletes, all right, as much training as they ever do, if you've ever had to run up a flight of steps, it's hard. It's extreme. It's extremely difficult. All right. So when people say there's there's the there's ten easy steps or you know there's five steps of greatness or this the those steps to me are their steps to me are infinite and even when you put that plan out there people aren't willing to even take those five steps.
1: That's a good point, Tim. Reading so intuition for you. You you've trained the best of the best in the game of basketball. How what signs do you get? I guess the question for me would be: even prior to Michael becoming Michael, or Kobe becoming Michael, or you know Kobe becoming Kobe, when you're training somebody, what signs does somebody give you to say this guy is potentially a guy that could be a guy at that level? And at that level, I mean, these guys have made it at the highest level of a game. It's not like they're not the they're, right. they're the cream of the crop. Yeah. So you're talking about whoever is in the NBA today, they're the, they're they're a Hollywood celebrity on the bat you know high school campus. Everyone on college campus knows them. Then you go into the NBA, like, oh, shit, I'm a bench warmer. I'm coming up. Then mm-hmm. it's All-Star. Then it's this. Then it's that. What what signs do you see um, where you say, this guy's different. There's something about this guy that's different. There's something about her that's different. What are those signs that you see that you said there's a very distinct difference between this guy and that guy? He's just as talented. She's just as talented. But there's something very weird and different about his personality. What are some of those things?
0: He just... If you just pay attention to the details, you pay attention to the details, you can those distinguish those distinctions are easy to uh, are easy to see. All right. Everybody talks about working, working hard, showing up early, showing up late, doing all. Everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. It's the mannerisms of the way they carry themselves. It's the way they compete. It's the way they listen. It's the way they absorb information, how coachable they are. The one thing, all my athletes in business, in sports, the best of the best are so coachable. They listen. They listen. They absorb the information. They pay attention. They're there. They're willing. They want that information, and they know the difference between false information and information that can actually work for them. You know, Kobe had a uh with the first interview they did um with Kobe when they said, "Oh, you you uh you hired Tim Grover, you hired MJ guy." You know, uh, what do you think about him? He goes, "He ain't done shit for me yet. I don't know." He was like, "Yeah, he did great things for MJ, and he's done great things for other things." He ain't done nothing for me. Right I don't off know. The bat.
1: Setting the tone,
0: setting the tone. right there.
1: How right. did you process that when you heard that?
0: Oh, I just I, I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. I didn't do anything for him. Yeah, I didn't do anything. And too many people look at the history of what they've done in the past. They look at their past wins, their past their past successes. These individuals, they've always want they. You could when you look at that competitive person, you can always see. With Kobe, I saw it very early when. The in the um, playoffs in against Utah when he shot all those air balls at that you know he was what seventeen you know he was, came in the league at seventeen so he was like eighteen or nineteen mm-hmm. when he did that right mm-hmm. for most individuals that would have just totally killed their confidence. How's he came? How did he come back? How did he handle it? Did he run from the adversity? Did he uh, run from the media? What did he do? No, he came back and owned what he did, and says, "I'm coming back. I'm coming back for more." I'm coming back for more. For MJ, it was just never forgetting that he got cut from the varsity team when he tried out as a sophomore. And there's another story that you know people don't know. Uh, few people know this. So he goes. Everyone told him don't go to North Carolina. So he says no. I'm going because you're never going to play. You're not going to be. You're going to be on the. You're going to be on the bench. So he goes to North Carolina, and I, I'm pretty sure um, Buzz Peterson was the number one ranked player in high school that year. And he also went to North Carolina. So Dean Smith comes in and they he makes them roommates. And he and, and Dean, Dean was like, he goes, Michael, I want you to meet uh <laughs> I want you to meet uh Bus Peterson. Bus <laughs> Peterson is the number one ranked player last year in high school as a number one recruit. And Michael first thing goes to Dean, he goes, he ain't never played me. How can he be number one?
1: Now let me ask you: When Dean did that, did Dean know Jordan's wiring, or he did not? Yeah, he, just he did. Thought, oh, he, so he did already. He, he, so Dean knew how to poke. Yes. Okay. That's
0: it. And he's just just trying to Got just it. trying to see he, because he wanted to say, okay, I know what this kid has. Now, how I just laid something out for him. First day of practice. Let's see where he. Or let's see where he. Ta- let's see where he takes it. All right, and then Michael's response. How can he ain't never played me? How can he be no? How could he be number 1? And now people say things. Now are they actually going to do it? The one thing all these individuals had after each championship while everybody was celebrating, they would come and give me a hug and say, "What's next?" What's next? Because they're like, you can't, we can't come back the same. If we come back the same, winning isn't going to, winning is no longer going to greet us. (laughs) You know, I have a thing in the, in the book where the bus, the bus takes you to the arena. Like it has, it, it says where it's going. You get on that bus, you win the championship and then. When you get back on that same bus, after you've won the championship, the sign has changed. It doesn't say the destination to the hotel. It says this bus ride is back to hell because if you're not willing to take that ride, this will be your last win. You know every single successful person, every single one that that you've had, every single win, the next one's a little bit more difficult it's a little bit harder to get. You become more smarter. You become more educated. You know You know more, but you can't come back. You cannot come back the same individual, especially when you're trying to repeat at something that you've already won at. So to win the first Oscar, to win that second, what is it, Anthony Hopkins, it was 85. 85. I don't know when he Beast won the one before guy. that. Beast Un- of a guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, but you those things are just they're so, and those are the things you look for in individuals. It's just like you know what can what can what can I see in um, Game Six after Jazz? Uh, no, this Orlando. was uh, this was uh, with Kobe Game Six. Uh, they lost to Boston, All right, And they're having he's ha- they're having dinner, and you know I, I, I don't, I've never worked for the organization, so there's certain things that I I have to I, I had to stay away from. So he's sitting there and he's having dinners with with the coaches and the team and then he's ha- different individuals and then you know I get a text to say come on down and he's sitting down Kobe and I were having this conversation and this is this is already you know remember he's already won three championships so this was this was going this was going for no, number this was going for number four and he's gone and he sits there and he has this conversation with me and he goes man I hit him with everything but the kitchen sink and I looked at him I said what the hell you saving the sink for? And he just gave me that mama glare. He just, I said, how many times do people go through in life?
1: What a thing to say back to the guy why wow, you hope that's crazy to say that did he did his reaction to you get pissed at you or was his reaction like you're right what's his reaction
0: i he didn't have to say a word
1: okay he didn't have to say got it.
0: we were so in tune, he didn't have to say a word got it when I, the minute i saw that look he knew he knew exactly he knew exactly. what was your
1: what do you think guy was your what do you think I or no but, meaning uh, like if something's happened to the game hey uh, tim what do you think about uh the game I played today.
0: No, so no, he so he would want the information, but the thing is, we would only discuss things that I saw that could have been could have been done better. But these guys are so in tune to what they do before you even point out they're already like, I already know. I already know, because their obligation to themselves is so much greater than mm-hmm. anybody else's mm-hmm. obligation to them. Mm-hmm. And, and they ta- they understand the difference between criticism and feedback. They know what the difference between, they know the difference between the two. And basically a difference between the two is how you hear it, mm-hmm. Th- That that's it. Is it, it
1: the le- level of sensitivity or a level of, so how much of it is, because sometimes you give feedback to a guy, they're too sensitive, oh my gosh, you know, you're right, I did this. Is it that or is it then there's certain people you give the feedback to, they're like, Why would you say something? Like, no, it's not, it's not true. I don't agree with you. Or is it also the fact that the person has to one hundred percent be a proven guy like you who knows what they're doing to take the feedback from them? Lamini Kobe. I'm sure he didn't take feedback from a lot of different No, you can't take feedback from everyone. You just you just can't very
0: small circle of people. Very very small circle of people and very small people who who've actually delivered results have actually delivered results
1: were both guys that trusted easily or no no neither one of them
0: no none of them trusted they 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 did not they did not trust easily they did not trust easily all right you had to earn their trust every single day you know people always say hey (laughs) they say you got to respect me well i had to give them something to respect every single day i had to work i had to work harder than they did yeah i had to work harder than they did you know i tell the story about um, early down in the MJ days of how how I won and how I wanted to separate myself. when I first started with MJ, there was no Fitbit. there was no, none mm-hmm. of this information, mm-hmm. there was none of this information mm-hmm. available. So how could I do something that I knew was right that would bring me closer to winning That would bring me closer to him to say, hey, I'm paying attention to the details. So I would go to the games, All right, and this is years ago, and I don't know—I don't even know how many people in this audience are going to remember this, but there used to be a recording machine called a Betamax or a VHS machine, where you actually had to put a tape in and it would record. So I would record all the games, all right, because when I'm at the game, I don't have time. I'm I'm trying to watch what what I'm seeing, so the games would finish. You know, by the time we got out of the locker room, it would be 10 30, 11 o'clock. Sometimes we'd go out to get a bite to eat. So I get home about 12, 12 30. I have to re watch the game because the workout next morning is either at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., or 7 a.m. Mm. All right. I have to re watch the game because I have to count his steps. I have to count. I, I have to count. I have to I have to count his steps. Not only just count his steps, I yeah. gotta know how many times he went right, how many times he went left, when he went backward, did he land on and left? How are left? you
1: using that? Ten, how are I, you using that for what how is that intel giving you
0: to plan the next workout? So i uh, like, okay, so if here it is, everybody like when people go work out and they, you know, they think about training, they're like, okay, I'm gonna do ten reps on one side and ten mm-hmm. reps on the other side. All right. Well, if he's gone, if he's if during that game He's going one way more often than he's going the other. I can't work out the legs the same. I can't work out the body you the same. Be I, me. You can't work out, out the same.
1: That's crazy. You, you
0: can't. And I'm doing this, and, I, and people were looking at me crazy. Well, why does he have a 15 pound dumbbell in one hand and a 30 pound dumbbell in the other hand? Or why does he have a basketball in one hand and he has uh he has a 40 pound dumbbell? And people were just like, "What are you what are you doing? What are you what are you doing over here?" And I'm like, I don't. This body, this body, t- this side of the body, does not need the resistance that this side of the body does. Some days they may be equal. Other days they may uh, may be mm-hmm. different. One mm-hmm. day we may all say, "Listen, we're only going to work this half of the body. We're only going to work this half of the body out. We're not even doing this half. This half is this half is designated for recovery. This half is designated for a workout. All right. And those were the details that I paid that I paid attention to, and that's how I got. When I spoke, they paid They paid attention. They paid attention to me. Winning doesn't know. Winning didn't know my name. Winning doesn't know who in the hell you are. You know? Winning keeps its hands in its pocket. It's going to keep its hands in its pockets. You know why? Because it doesn't want to point to anybody who isn't worthy.
1: You, you, Tim, have you watched the Tigers documentary? The I parts. have not seen you it yet. Yeah, I okay. have not, not seen so it. So I, I think you'll get a kick out of it mm-hmm. if you watch a documentary. So – um I watched the documentary and I'm sitting there saying, wow, you know, the role his father played in Tiger's life. I don't know if Tiger is Tiger without the father. You sit there and you think about something from two years old. So what if your dad's like, if if Tiger's my kid, would Tiger be Tiger because of golf? Probably not. I'm not a golf guy. So you sit there and you think about some of these guys that get at the level that they get. You know, how the mom pushed. You know, people think dad was a disciplinarian. Tiger's mom was a disciplined one. Dad was a little bit more easygoing. You think about Michael, the story with his dad, where the one part in the last dance he says, you know, his dad's like, oh, you know, why don't you just go out there and do what you're doing? You know, I'm going to go here with your brother. And his dad was kind of uh, challenging him, playing some mind games with him. And he talked about it in the last dance, right? And Michael said, when you're going through it, it's very difficult. It's torture because you don't know what's really happening to you when someone's challenging you. I don't know the story about Kobe, who it was obviously his father played, and I have that mm-hmm. idea. But I don't know, who, you know, uh, the role Dad played. It, it, in a mathematical formula, you'll hear, you know, uh, Pythagorean theorem. If you take this and you take this sure. and you take this equals this, right? If you want to make a bomb or if you want to make an explosive, you're in the military, you're a Navy SEAL. If you take this, you combine it with this, you combine it with this, it equals an explosive product that you're producing, right? If you want to make a milkshake, you know, you take this, you combine this. Everything has a recipe. There's a recipe to the madness, specifically to the madness, not all the other stuff. If you were to take the recipe of a guy like a tiger or a Kobe or a Jordan, I'm specifically talking about those who are not one of the best. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. the goat league. we're talking about. Is there a weird family member that psychologically mess with you a little bit to challenge you? Is there a massive setback in life with a ton of pain? Is it someone you love so much that you want to make proud? Is it a massive public humiliation, you know, where somebody embarrassed you? Is it is it the DNA of the individual? Because the same four kids could be from the same family, but only one of them ends up becoming. You have the same mm-hmm. pretty much structure. How do you not come out of it and all four? What would you say from your experience? And I don't even know if you have the answer to this. But what would you say from experiences? The one percent of the one percent that people read about, people write about, people watch documentaries about. What separates those guys?
0: Uh, everything that you mentioned. Everything that you mentioned. Obviously, listen. You're not going to be a great if you don't have the genetics to be a great a- athlete. No matter how much training you do, you're just never going to be. You're never going to be able to reach that level. All right. That's. That has a thing that 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 pays an important that pays an important role picking the picking the rights picking the right sport. You have to. Ha- There's always been an individual that's held you accountable when you're young. It could be a parent. It could be somebody that's like really doesn't let you doesn't let you get away with things that. That put that pushes you, that forces you to do things. You look at the Williams sisters from tennis. They're, you know, no
1: question. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's all, all,
0: all there's always that. There's always that individual. Yes, you've gone through some adversity. There's something there that you just that you that you rem, that you remember, and you just like that becomes your that's that's your fuel. That's like something that. You don't need anybody else to light that fire. That's that's what sh- that's what you're that's what you're made of, and how you handle that. Because a lot of individuals, when they go through that, when they go through that challenge, they go through that disappointment. Other people make it too easy for them, you know. Because our job wow. as parents, our job as individuals, it is the comfort. It, it, it is the comfort. All right. In order to see winning in all its glory. It wants to see you suffer. It wants to know what you're made of. It it needs to to know that because think about all your wins. You get to visit them briefly. I know individuals that have won championships 12 years ago that are still celebrating those championships. You look at your value attainment numbers. All right, you look at your followers, you look at this, you know. I, I remember when, you know, you hit your um how many years ago was it when you hit the million? I remember the whole the plaque. Two,
1: two years ago. Two years ago when we hit a million? Okay. Two years ago when we hit a million. All right. Yeah.
0: Where are you at now? Three million. Exactly. How brief was that? You're like, okay, great, I got to a million, I got my plaque, you yeah. did your little video, you did your you did you did your thing. And now you're like was there a big celebration at two million?
1: So is is that it? no? It was not. We don't even remember celebrating two million. We're not even going to celebrate. So, but but <laughs> is it is it that like there's a there's a story by Patty McCord who was the former chief uh, human resource officer for Netflix. She worked with Reed Hastings for fourteen years. Mm-hmm. She says, she says one day we had a meeting. Our CFO brought everybody into the room, and he brings Reed in and says, "Hey g- guys, guess what? What's that? We just crossed." Um, uh, five million subscribers at mm-hmm. Netflix, and Reed's like, "No way!" Yes, he says, "Okay, awesome." And we're gonna celebrate. He says, "Now nah, I'm gonna go out there and get to 10 million. Everybody else was like, "No, but we gotta celebrate." Now nah, that's great, awesome. I'm going back to ten million. The stories, do is it, you know, is it a level of? I guess I guess what I'm trying to get to is. Okay, question came the other day about Trevor Lawrence being picked up as number one. And he says, you know, whether I do this, life is my life is not just the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. my life's big. I don't, I'm sure you follow the storyline. Yes. You know, my life's not bigger than the NFL. And then he said, well, he's not Brady. Brady would never say that, right? Okay, great. And then guys came back and says, I don't care if he said that or not. He's still going to kill everybody. Look at Eli Manning. He came out and he still won two championships, Right. And then, uh, you know, look at Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky wasn't a guy that came up. Wayne Gretzky was just a master of his craft, and he just went up there and was a phenom, and he put up stats that's beyond anybody yeah. else has done in any sport. Sure. No one's even close. If you look at baseball, football, basketball, no one comes close right. to Gretzky's separation. So is there a lot of similarities between the the great ones all altogether, or could somebody just be like, no, I'm just going to come and do the job? and go out there, and it's cool, you know, I'm, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to do my part, but I'm going to make it look easy, and I don't have to be like Mike, I don't have to be like Tiger, I don't have to be like the Williams, I don't have to be like these guys, I'm just going to come and win, and if we don't win a championship this year, it's cool, we'll do it again next year, but if we don't win, it's okay. It is, do you buy into what they're saying about Lawrence, or do you say no? To be a Brady, you have to be a psychopath, competitor, obsessive, to want to kill the other guy. I don't
0: want to talk about people I don't know uh- – I, I don't have a relationship with and then I had that I haven't studied. But if you if you look at all the individuals that you've named. If you were to put them all in the same room, if you were all have them interview here, all in the same room. And you had a way to make their voices sound exactly the same. So you didn't know who was talking. All right. They would tell you the exact same thing. I couldn't tell if I was talking to MJ. I couldn't tell if I was talking to I could talking to Kobe. I couldn't tell if I was talking to Wade. Whenever you listen to Brady, you can't. I can't. I can't. There's things they say to the media, and there's things they say among themselves. And I've been fortunate enough to be blessed to be in those conversations. That's the conversation. To be in those con- yes. to to sit there and hear those conversations on a private plane with MJ tiger gretzky jeter to sit there and then have them sitting together and just sit back and just listen
1: cameras off they're just cameras off.
0: they're oh, just oh my gosh and, and you know they're not talking they're they are they are so freaking competitive it, it it's it's unbelievable and if you t- and like i said if you monotone everybody the brain patterns and the way they do things, the way they pay attention to details, the way they relax, the way they execute, the way they focus—it's across the—it's across the board. That's the one thing they all have in con- they all have in common.
1: If a psychologist or a psychiatrist was sitting in a room with all those guys. They would. What would they say? Mental disorders. They have. They would call them what? A, a sociopath. They would. You, you have a, a. You know. Every abs- sing- every sing- every yeah. single
0: one. They have actually would. Ha- they'd have to come up with something new. <laughs> <laughs> they would. They would. They would actually have to come. They'd. Ha- they, they would be just like you know. They're coming oh, up with the, everything. Every there's there's a disorder for every. They'd have to. They'd have to come up with something new. because they would first thing they would say. These people are different. Yes, and you know what different does? Different scares people. Different scares people. That's why everybody tries to fit in. All right, Winning requires you to be different. These individuals are different in the way they do things.
1: I want to read a story from the book. Okay, it's a pretty crazy story you got here in the book. And I, I have a feeling the audience gonna have the chills all over their body <laughs> when I read this. So there are no points. Every one of them is number one, similar to Relentless. I'm not going to be able to get any points, but this is one of the number one points, (laughs) okay? So you say uh, on page 103, winning wants all of you. There is no balance. And balance, balance. you know, is a very uh, uh, trending topic. People always want to say it's not healthy to not live a balanced life. It's not healthy to do this. But here's a story you tell. When my daughter was around five years old, she was watching me pack for a long road trip, and she asked Daddy, Why do you have to travel so much? This is how I take care of our family, I told her. I travel for my work so I can care for, care, take care of you and mom and put food on the table. She was quiet for a moment and then she said the words that stung me harder than anything that has ever been said to me. If I eat less, can you stay home more? Holy freaking moly. Damn oh dude i read this i was like i was just kind of like shaken by it my daughter you know same age when you're telling she's about to turn five years old how do you explain this to the average guys like well that's why you should stay that's why you shouldn't work that hard that's why you shouldn't go after 10. what are you doing is that really a good father are you really doing the right thing are you wanting to go through the pain why don't you just kick back a little bit why don't you just relax
0: a little bit and the next part of that, like I said, most people would be like, okay, the story would be, yes, I unpacked, I decided to say, I kept packing. I kept, Why, I kept Why? packing. You need to be true to yourself. And here's the thing. I knew what, what she was asking. I knew what she was going through. But I I had to be selfish during that time. And I had to the only reason I had to be selfish at during that time is because I had a path and a goal that I wanted her to be able to achieve and her to be able to see. And knowing that I had to make this sacrifice now for the benefit of what was gonna deliver down the line. And if I couldn't deliver what I wanted to deliver down the line. It's, it would actually be more detrimental to myself and to the family, and to my growth and to her growth, if I didn't complete what I was set out to complete.
1: Did, did she read this chapter? Has she hasn't.
0: They have. I have not allowed them to read the chapter yet. Yeah, really? Yeah. I have is not. this the
1: same daughter you're about to go visit, or yeah. is this this the same daughter you're about yeah. to go visit? So, the topic of guilt. Okay, I want to spend a couple minutes talking about the topic of guilt. I made a video like two months ago talking about guilt because it it messes with people. Last night, I'm at the breakers. Guy comes up to me says, Patrick, I got to talk to you, man. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I said, what's that? He says, I'm a real estate developer. I'm killing it. I'm making millions. I'm doing so well for myself. I married my wife. She's my sweetheart. I'm 27 years old. I'm doing everything and everything I can but I got a six month old daughter that just came and I'm going through this and I'm going through that. How do you manage this? Because my wife is a stay home mom and she's trying to take care of the kid. But at the same time, I feel like I'm overworking in real estate. I'm working six, all this stuff that he's telling me, right? In my mind, I'm listening to this guy and I'm asking myself, first of all, there is no right answer. I can give this guy. Well, you can't teach that if you're asking it, whatever answer you give, the guy's already asking for permission to say what? He's just asking for permission is what he's doing, right? We're saying, hey, make me feel good that I work less and stay home and kick back and relax. I'm like, I don't have an answer for you, buddy. This is not a decision I make for you. No, This is a decision you're going to make, right? How do you process the concept of guilt with people who you get to a certain level and you're working hard, you're like, oh, I can compete with this level, guys, and this is great, and I'm going to go to the next level. Then you go to the next level, like, Okay, six months ago, yeah, I I can beat these guys as well. And then you go to the next level, and you're like, I don't know about this level. I think at this level, I'm okay being in the top 20% by, there's no, to be in the top 1% of this level, that guy does that, that guy does this, this guy does that. I'm backing off, right? Do you think that is a decision the individual has to make, or do you think that is a decision that somebody can be sold on by somebody else?
0: Most of the time, that decision, somebody else is sold on by somebody else. That that you're to, sit, to
1: stop. The question I'm asking about the guilt side is the following. I'm asking, a, a, a guy's come in, he wants to be a killer, right? But he's hit the wall where he's experiencing similar guilt to the story you talk about in page 103, 103 right? Sure. Yeah. So he's coming to you and he's saying, look, here's what I'm going through, Tim. You know, you remember that story you said, on 103. I'm kind of going through this. What do you think about this, 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 that? versus the guy who's a Michael or a Kobe or this, he already knows. It, by the way, it doesn't mean it's not painful. It doesn't mean you're not gonna have an emotional right. It doesn't mean you're not gonna cry about it. It doesn't mean you get to cry. but is it the individual's decision or is somebody else gonna sell you on, don't worry about it, go think big, go after it. it's an, makes it's a, decision? You,
0: it's yourself, it's the individual decision. I it's agree. an individual decision. All right, listen. There's guilt that other people put on you. The worst guilt is you put on yourself. All right, every every single decision. There's so much guilt that try people. People try to put. Not only are you working so much, why do you need to go work out? You're gonna eat that. Why are you dress that way? Everybody's all. Those are all. That's just people's way of do of laying guilt on you. All right. So people are going to be constantly laying guilt on you it's the guilt you put on yourself you make a decision to be this is this is who i'm going to be this is who i am this is this is the person this is the person and these are the consequences that come with being this
1: person how do you have that conversation guy asked me a question yesterday i'm sitting there another guy comes sits right next to my wife we're having rest, uh, dinner at this place called deco and she asked well how do you deal with your husband that's working like this all this other stuff How do you have that conversation? But believe it or not, most people don't know how to have this conversation. Right. Right. How do you have that conversation? Because many times if you don't have this conversation, this leads to merit. You know, this leads to issues with friends, with family, with mom, with dad falling out, all this other stuff. From your experience, I haven't been around for a while. You got wisdom in this more than we do because you're the expert Mm -hmm. in this area. What is the right approach to take with the people you love the most? Your wife, your mom, your dad, your kids. Have the conversation early,
0: have the conversation often, but your results have to dictate what you're doing. That's it. If you, if you tell somebody I need 90 days, you got 90 days to deliver. Don't turn five years later and say you didn't deliver in, ni- in 90 days. If you say, Hey, I need five years. Yep. This is where I'm going. You better, you better deliver in those five. I told Michael, I said, I need 30 days. I need 30 days before you, before you make any judgment uh, on the training, anything that's going on, I need 30 days, 30 days turned into 15 years. So when you tell those individuals, Mm -hmm. those and those results have to not only benefit you, they have to benefit them. They have to benefit them. All right, and everybody thinks about benefiting them. It just means, you know, from a financial standpoint. No, it's not a fi- It's not only a financial standpoint. If you're putting in all this time now, all right, then when you do take that trip with the family and you do that, you're in that trip with that family. You're like you're. You're like you've earned. You've earned that time. You've earned that time to be. You've earned that time to be with them. When I was, when my daughter was younger. I would move to LA to train Kobe. That was one of his requirements. Goes, I need you to, I need you to live here. So I would, and my daughter was a volleyball player. I said, give me the volley, give me the volleyball schedule. All right. And this is now f- from flying in from Orange County. So I would look at the volleyball schedule. I would look at Kobe's schedule from a workout, training, game schedule. I would look at it. I would literally catch. A 7 a.m. flight from Orange County, land in Chicago, go to my daughter's volleyball game for 90 minutes, drive back to the airport, get on the 7.30 flight back, and be ready for the training session next day.
1: Wow. How long did you do that? How how long was that run?
0: Seven years. Wow, buddy. Good for you, man. What a freaking story right there. Seven years. Now, did I make every game? No. Did I miss events? I did miss events. Was it a perfect situation? No.
1: Does it come with the territory? It does. Unfortunately. It it does. You know, do do you almost tell somebody who, like let's just say I come to you and I say, tell them, let me tell you, I'm not scared of these guys. I want to go compete with these guys. And I believe I got what it takes. I'm 6'6", I got a 43 inch vertical leap, I got a good size mitt, I got a good quick first step, I'm an 81% free throw shooter in college, I'm a 48% field goal shooter, I'm pretty good at my game, I'm good. I'm a guy that's coming up, I think I can play ball with these guys. If I come to you, do you tell me, you sure you're gonna be okay with this? You sure you're gonna be okay with that? Are you sure you wanna handle this? You sure you're gonna be accepting the fact that, you know, parents not gonna support you? How do you handle? Do are you inter? Is there an interview uh, process I, all, or all,
0: all the all the whole things? So, you know, everybody tells. It, it's it's like okay, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm willing to do. Do those things match? You know, everybody likes to tell you, yeah, I want to be the best. I this this this. I tell all the people I say all the time. I get that. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll outwork anybody. I'll do anything. I'll do this. And I'll say, okay, I'll see you tomorrow for the workout. What time's the workout? I need you here at three thirty in the morning. Uh, I can't do that. What do you got going on at three thirty in the morning? All right. And usually when I say three thirty, they think about three thirty in the afternoon. So everybody says they're going to do uh, uh, they're going to do these things, and very few will actually follow through on them.
1: Did you ever fire a client?
0: Uh, I have fired more clients than I've. I've returned more money than I've actually kept.
1: Any names that people would know about?
0: Oh, tons of names.
1: Okay. So you fire clients. You're like, I'm not- I'm...
0: High-end individuals. High-end sports, wealthy, all-stars, all that. I had one individual right in the middle of the game. He was just like, here. I I, I told one of my assistants, I hey, go into the office, grab my checkbook. I wrote my check. I said, here, get out.
1: What caused you to get to that point?
0: Once I put my reputation on an individual, I have certain expectations, the organization has certain expectations. So there's a trust factor going in both ways. If I can't, I can only, I'm only as good as my clients allow
1: me to be. Makes sense.
0: I'm only as good as my clients allow me to be. My results are dictated by how hard and how well somebody else is willing to listen and willing to do the work and follow directions when mm-hmm. I'm not around. That's 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 it. All right, I can I cannot physically put the ball in the basket for you. I cannot play defense. I can't set a pick. I can't throw the football. I can't swing the baseball. I can't do that for you. If I could, you and I would still you and I would be playing. Mm-hmm. We would have had it. We would have mm-hmm. had it. We would have had a career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, the things that I'm requiring of you those are non-negotiables in that point you have to do, you have to do this you have you have you have to do this because my obligation and your obligation is to yourself to your family to the organization to your fans to the people that sit down and watch you on TV And it's also to winning. Winning wants to see how loyal you are to it. What what are you going to do to get there and to stay and to stay there? And most people aren't. They're just they they aren't.
1: Why though? It's too hard. Same thing. Still, it's too hard.
0: It's just it, it's just it, it it it's just it's too too
1: hard. Is the reward worth it?
0: Winning is everything. When I asked Kobe, you know, I have this thing in the book, I said, the language of winning. And Kobe's answer was, I said, I said winning is everything. Just think about it. How good winning makes you feel. When you see your kids win, how
1: how, how good it is,
0: yes. Yeah. When your spouse wins, when your significant other, when your team wins, the feeling it gives yourself.
1: Exhilarating. It's everything. Yeah.
0: For that moment, nothing else matters. Nothing, nothing else matters.
1: I agree. I'm I'm gonna read some of the principles you got and we'll get into a couple of them here. And then I wanna spend some time talking about the last dance. Got a couple questions for you on that. So uh, they're all 13, they're all number one. So I'm gonna just read through some of these here. Number one, winning makes you different and different scares people. Winning wages war in the battlefield of your mind. Winning is the ultimate gamble on yourself. Winning isn't heartless, but you'll lose But you'll use your heart less. Winning belongs to them. And it's your job to take it. Winning wants all of you. There is no balance. We just read it. Winning is selfish. Winning takes you through hell. And if you quit, that's where you'll stay. Winning is a test with no correct answers. Winning knows all your secrets. Winning never lies. Winning is not a marathon. It's a sprint with no finish line. Winning is everything. Freaking amazing. Tell me about winning knows all your secrets.
0: (laughs) Winning knows everything about you. It, it, It knows your addictions. It knows what takes you out of your focus. It knows what buttons to push. It knows what buttons to pull. It knows what you like. It knows what you doesn't like because it's you. It is you. Everything that you've hidden in the closet, winning knows all of it. It knows, it knows everything about yourself. The person that you don't want to deal with, the person that you cheat, the person that lights your fire, the person that takes your focus away, it knows it all. And that's one of the questions I ask all my clients because I don't know them. I need to know everything that's going on in your life. Everything. 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 I'm not here to judge. Winning is not here to judge. Winning is the end result. It is not here to judge. I need to know what distracts you. I don't need to know what keeps you on. What keeps you focused? I give you. A, I know you like stories, so I'll give you this. I'll give you the story. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the name out of it. So this was during. This was during a championship number. Uh, I forget. It was either number four or five with Kobe. So one of the players. All of a sudden, like a month before the playoffs, his numbers just started to dive. Just started to dive. And nobody could figure it out. Nobody could figure it out. So Kobe goes, Hey, I need you to go talk to him. So I sit down and talk to the player. He goes, Man, I don't know what's happening. He goes, I'm working, he goes, I'm working out, I'm working out more. I'm staying in. I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking. I said, whoa, whoa, stop. You're not doing what? He goes, I don't drink, I don't sp- I said, you've been in the league for how many years now? I said, every single game you've always, this ain't the time to change. This is not the time to do it. This is not the- This t-
1: is a well-known player. Everybody knows who well, this everybody guy knows is. Everybody knows who well, he's, So he's changed a routine.
0: Because he thought he it was going to be better. Because everybody it. told yeah. him that this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. Okay, you're getting the playoffs. These are the things that you need to do. But the thing, but winning knew, <laughs> winning knew all his secrets. All right, and the things that actually allowed him to play at his best, he stopped doing mm. because everybody said this is the. These are detrimental to you, and for most individuals, they might be detrimental.
1: But not to this guy. But
0: not to the. But Makes not. Sense. But not. To, but not to this guy. It's just like those long hours. Long hours, lack of sleep, may be detrimental to a lot of people. Maybe, uh, but for some people, it's not. You know, we're in a society now where we look at it where sleep deprivation is like a sign of success. Like everybody, oh man, beat the beat the sun up. They show the you know they show the clock. They they show the time they're getting up. They show the clock. You know it's three thirty in the morning, all right. So everybody thinks, well, if I beat the sun up, I'll be successful. If you're not productive when the sun is up, don't beat the sun up. So society pushes you in these different ways. What
1: What are your thoughts on sleep? How, how did you handle sleep with uh, your, your guys? How'd you handle it? One of the most Important things I got Kobe to do
0: was to take naps. Same thing with MJ. Same thing, Dwayne. All my athletes, recovery is so. You can do all the recovery modalities in the world. How did you convince
1: them to sleep, take naps? Sleep
0: is, is sleep is the is the be, is the best thing. So I would say, just listen. You can show them all the scientific data. You can show them all that stuff. I said, let's do this. I said for for one week. I'm not asking you for one day. For one week. Let's schedule a nap. I don't care if it's a 10-minute, I don't care if it's 20 minutes, I don't care if it's an hour. And said, so let's see how your performance happens. Let's see what goes on with your performance when you take those naps. How do you feel? I, just try it. All right. I said, for one week. I said, in one week, back then you're gonna play maybe three games, maybe four games. All right. Just go out and do it. And they saw and they saw and they saw the results. You know, <laughs> You got this beautiful bike over here. All right. Every you know how to make it go. Fast. You know how to make it stop too, don't you? Yes. Everybody wants to go, go, go. You gotta teach you guys sometimes the greatest individuals, you gotta teach them to stop. Now that stop is just for a moment.
1: It's got to be a tough sale, though, man. It's got to be a tough it, it, sale. It, 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 it's the heart to be the, the right it's the, person saying it for the person to the individual to want to accept that.
0: Yeah, it, it is, and that's you know, with with Kobe, when I got him to do less, when I actually got him to do less, which was the challenge, which was a huge challenge, to get him to do less. That's when things really changed. For that, things when really his. The longevity of being able to play twenty, being able to play twenty years. That's
1: what, what you said. What you said, Kobe uh, worked harder, but Jordan worked smarter, smarter. right? Yeah. yeah. So Jordan was willing to take your counsel to say stop, but you would tell Kobe to stop. Kobe would come back in the afternoon, shoot for a couple more hours. Yeah.
0: I, I like so, we'd have these crazy workouts late at night. You know, Kobe is, you know, he everyone knows about those things. We'd work out. All right. We'd get done. He'd leave. I would literally sit in the gym for another half hour because I know he's I know he's coming back. Got it. I know he's coming back. How, how much of that is,
1: because you're a non-negotiable guy as well, right? You're non-negotiable. The guy tells you, hey, when you get up on stage, don't curse. But the guy before he gets up on stage and he curses, you're like, wait a minute. Why does he, and you get like, oh, who? I have two non-negotiables. One, I'm going to deliver and keep my word. But two, I'm going to be myself. So how do I do here? So is this an element of Kobe saying, screw everybody. This is my non-negotiable that I'm going to come and do this no matter what and he can't get past taking counsel from someone like you is that his inner battle that he has
0: that's an, it's always an got inner it. battle it's always an inner battle and sometimes that inner battle turned into a physical battle <laughs> it turned injury
1: what? or you're talking
0: no i'm talking about between us got he's it. trying to get in the gym i'm pushing him out of the gym got it All
1: right. would he get pissed we're like hey get out of my way i'm going to do yeah. what i want to do yeah okay.
0: and I, i'd have to i'd have to stand i'd have to stand my ground I'd have to stand how do you do that to that I, guy? I'd have how, to, do you,
1: how does he listen to you do at that level oh well,
0: he, well there's a lot of adjectives and words used <laughs> in, <laughs> that, 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 that I used you know well there's there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff going but if you're strong
1: enough in your you hired me to do this job let me do it trust me let me do my job so so by the way is that a sign that Jordan's trusted more than Kobe did no i just with i with mj
0: i started earlier in his career it was it, it was in 889 all right kobe hasn't, hasn't won yet that's pissed he has he hasn't yeah it he has sense. he hasn't won all right with kobe kobe had already won three, he had already won th- he had already won 3 i came in during 2007 i came in during the olympic during the olympics time Got during it. the olympic times that that's when it, it's so he it, it was a totally it, it was different different stages and I was only a, I, from an outside training standpoint, I was the only trainer MJ had. Kobe had been through numerous, numerous during that time. During that time, a lot of them. So there was he had already had a baseline of thinking. I, I give a great a great. He would love to do track work. Who's that? Kobe okay. would love to do. Yeah. Well, he'd love to run on the track. All right, and he was always taught to run in the same direction, same direction, same direction, same direction. All right, well I said, Kobe, if you keep running the bank on the same way, all right, every time you take a turn, the impact on your knee is the same. Because you. if you look at a NASCAR, yeah. okay, the the NASCARs, all the turns are left, 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 left. So you can tip from the tires. So he was just like, "This doesn't—I I don't understand what you're saying." So I just—I literally put him in touch with a pit crew of the NASCAR individuals. I said, "Just tell him how the
1: tires wear out." So did did both of them need to be explained, or did Michael just take the counsel, but Colby needed an explanation?
0: Michael took the counsel. Colby always needed col- Colby always needed all, the explanation. All, you know, when yeah. you interviewed—you yeah. you, when you interviewed oh, him, no question about yeah.
1: it, yeah. Yeah, he's an explanation. Interesting. He, he needed an explanation. But both crazy psycho competitors. One needed an explanation. The other one is like, just tell me, I'll go out there and do the it. The other guy
0: said, "Hey, I hired you to do this." He goes, "If I have to question you, then I've lost trust and I've lost faith in you." If I so this Jordan was did on, yeah.
1: trust more than Kobe did.
0: Yeah, but he was. But he would always. He, he would always. He, he knew the difference between if somebody was trying to BS him and what was re- what was real. Got you know, there's a whole thing about winning never winning never lies. Yep. So that's the whole point. It's just like okay, he he just he had that innate ability to be like, yeah, this doesn't sound right. This uh, this doesn't this doesn't sound. He would always like, is this a gimmick? No, like no no this is this Mike is, would say yeah Michael says no 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 there's there, there's there's no gimmicks there's no gimmick there's no gimmicks here just this is why we're doing it this and it was a quick it was a, and he wanted to see the results hey let's do this this is this Kobe need a little bit Kobe Kobe you know more of a Renaissance man did a lot of reading you know spoke what four or five language proficient proficiently
1: I mean this was i Kobe Col- could have done a lot of different things and he Kobe could have been a private equity guy Kobe Col- could have been a uh uh you know His mind is very, when I think about Kobe's mind, I think about an analytical, crazy, genius type of a brain that he had. Who, have you heard this?
0: You've heard this story before. Who goes out and knows that you sign Paul Gasol and the way you're going to communicate with him on the court is going to be in Spanish so nobody else can understand what's going on. So you're literally calling plays, because everybody knows the numbers and so forth. You know, everybody knows what signs. It's just yeah, like everybody yeah. knows that. So no sign. So he's they're literally talking back and forth, and the other eight guys on the court are like, "What are these two? What are these? What are these two individuals talking about?"
1: You talked about it in the GQ commercial, GQ video that you did. I think it was GQ that you did, where you said he was learning Mandarin because he was seeing the direction the NBA was going. Yes. What, what a what a visionary of a guy. Seven
0: to be. years before, <laughs> he owned. I mean, just unbelievable. Well, he, I mean, market. in China,
1: they loved it. I mean, he, he was
0: absolutely they, and he understood because he started to make those trips before. Like he would visit China, like not not because Nike sent him there, just like hey, let's me and the team or sometimes a family let's just go down there so people would see him so he started he started to do his research started to under uh, started to understand what was going on you know just like when he, or, who's a uh, um luka doncic for dallas he was trash talking and it's just like Luca was like who is that speaking to me
1: in his language that's in right his language, he turned on he was sitting yeah yeah
0: in his language, so he spoke, you know, obviously he spoke Italian, he spoke, you know, everybody knows he spoke English, he spoke Spanish, he spoke Mandarin, and, you know, whatever else he was, whatever else he was working, whatever else he was working on.
1: Fascinating thinking about this stuff. Yeah. But by, by, by the way, uh, you, you know, uh, you said sometimes the whole tire thing, right, when you're wearing it out, eventually you got your knees, because, you know, Kobe had the whole knee assist yeah. situation, you got your back, you got knees, you got all this other stuff. What what are your thoughts? I was sitting down. uh, uh We had a uh, one of our clients that was here, doctor Gil, Doctor Gil, who does oh, stem cells. Sure, he says yes. he knows you guys are good friends. Yes, yeah, he said, yes.
0: Yeah. He actually sent me so, a picture of you yeah, guys yesterday. He
1: was he was going to be here to, but he said he had a seven o'clock flight. But mm-hmm. we were talking about you, and he said the fact that you went with Kobe to Germany when he went through. I don't know if you did or not. I did. But you, okay. I did. So what are your thoughts? Because right now I was PRP back ten, right and. Uh, Platelet, you know, the whole thing that was, you know, he went and got the injections, came back younger, rejuvenated. He's mm-hmm. going out there doing all that stuff. Now you're hearing a lot about stem cells. And athletes, conditioning is different. Players are playing 43, Brady winning a Super Bowl. You know, maybe athletes are going to push work and play until 45. Who knows? Maybe some guy in the next 20 years going to play till 50 sure. with the way you're going, right? What are your thoughts about the treatments with PRP stem cells? Do you have any opinion on that?
0: I just have... My opinion on it is what the research is available for. Some individuals, it works tremendously; it really does. And then for other individuals, it just it just doesn't. So what I look at is, if you're dealing with an injury, go out there and study and try all the modalities that are out, that are out there that are available to you. Do your homework. Have your trainers, have your medical staff look at these di- look at the different re- look at the different researches. Talk to the athletes that. Or individuals that it's worked for. Talk to the athletes that it didn't work for. Find out where they got it, what the procedure was, all that. And if you're not willing to do that, have somebody else who is. All right, but you have so much more that's available to you. But also, when you have too much data available to you, it confuses you.
1: It really does. It confu- what do you trust? What route do you go? I mean, it's
0: yeah. I mean, you know, you have organizations with teams that have defined jobs. You know, you you, you have your athletic trainers, you have your masseuses, you have your strength and conditioning individuals, you know, you have your data collectors, you have all these people. It's very hard to find individuals that are all on the same page because everybody's looking for the credit. Everybody's looking for the credit for the success of that individual, that Mm -hmm, athlete mm -hmm, mm and so forth, all right? Instead of figuring out what's best for that individual. The success lies in how the individual, the company performs. That's where the success. That's where the success lies in. Uh, it doesn't lie in the individual. So when you're out there getting, make sure everybody on your organization, on your team, they can all have different styles. You know, you walk around here. When we go back, I remember this. When, for our first interview, I was in a suit that didn't fit, and you were in a leather jacket. <laughs> Sitting on some, sitting on, sitting on some, sitting on two lounge chairs. Yes. All right. Sitting on, sitting on two lounge chairs. All right. That was our style. All right. But our identity hasn't changed. Our identity, your identity hasn't changed from them. My identity hasn't changed, changed from them. All right. Your team can have different styles, and you look at the individuals—the mm-hmm. way they dress, the mm-hmm. way they do things, the way they handle business. You know, some people like mm-hmm. to eat while they're working, other. But the identity of a successful team, the identity of winning, has to be the same. It has to be, the same. You can call it vision. You can call it whatever you whatever I you so whatever whatever you, wanna, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. All right, it, it's just like listen. I've seen you transform from an individual that used to be in jeans. Now, look at your hairstyle. You're constantly changing changing your hair. But your identity hasn't changed. Your identity from where I first met you to now is exactly the same. It's exactly the same because you know who you are. If winning's not going to lie, you can't lie to winning. Too many people don't know who they are, and they lie. They lie without even saying a word.
1: There's so much truth behind that. You know, uh, um, I'm in in Palm Beach. I'm looking at a house. Realtor who comes and starts talking to me. My realtor says, I just want you to know, I'm the best of the best in Fort Lauderdale, but this guy's the best of the best in Palm Beach. I sell $20 million homes. This guy sells $100 million homes. He was selling Trump's house for like $140 million. And he takes and shows us the house. Like Sly just bought the house. He sold him the house. And we looked at the house yet because it was his house before he sold it to Sly for like whatever the number was, $35 million. And while I'm with him, he gets a call from uh, Steve Wynn. So he say, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm here with a friend, Patrick. Hey, what's going on back and forth? And then I said, so how long have you known Wynn, Trump, all these guys? How many of these guys do you know? He says, 35 years. I've known these guys. Okay. Tell me the personality. So he starts kind of telling me the personality, all this other stuff. He says, you know, some of the guys that make it at the small percentage of, you know, 1% of 1%, whatever that number is, they have very few friends. They have a lot of people they know, but they have very, very few friends. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to be friends with a guy like, was there a, was Michael more a friendly guy who he had a lot of friends uh, or, or, you know, Kobe is known for not being a guy that had a lot of friends. He was kind of a loner himself. He was more to himself than it was the other way around. But what what could you say about who they let in and how easily they befriended people?
0: They let very few people in and they both of them didn't have a lot of friends. They just didn't. They Why just do you think that is Why did, do you think that is? Well, one, they don't really look for friends. They look for allies. This huge difference. A friend comes and goes when things are good and they're gone when they're bad. And friends don't have answers. Friends give you the answers when something isn't going well. They say, oh, it's gonna be okay. Tomorrow's another day. These guys, they're not looking for, they've never settled for okay in their life. So if you tell them everything's gonna be okay, they're like, that's a miserable day. (laughs) That's a miserable day. They're
1: not looking for friends, they're looking for allies.
0: They're looking for allies. Winning doesn't have any friends. Everybody that's one, they're all allies because they can relate to each Community. other. Exactly. Got it. All right. So those those are, those are the individuals. Allies tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear.
1: Is it because they all speak the same language and nobody else speaks the language they speak, the, the mindset language, whatever that may be?
0: Yes, and it's speaking in very few words. The truth... The, how old are your kids?
1: Nine, seven, four.
0: All right. So here's the thing. You can always tell when a kid's going to fib something because the story gets real, real long. It just gets a little longer and long. And that doesn't change with individuals. You can. The truth is simple. It takes very few words. People understand it. It's that when is the right time to tell the truth? It's always the right time. It's always the right time. Those individuals... They don't want to be BS. Allies will not BS you. When you're performing well, they'll let you know. When you're not performing well, they'll let you know. If you're doing something destructive, they'll let you know. And sometimes your allies aren't even your closest. They're not even your closest associates. They just pop in to be like they hold you accountable and they and, and they and they leave. That's it. But people don't want to be surrounded about those guys because you look in a relationship when winning requires. <laughs> It requires all of you. And if it requires all of you, it requires you to be honest. So people cannot be honest, people cannot be honest with themselves. They can't be honest with other individuals. What's the first thing people say they want in a relationship? Honesty. Until you're honest with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what happens? When you when you are honest with an individual and you tell them the truth, it's supposed to lead to better performance better understanding what's it usually do it leads to more emotions and more emotions lead to what less productivity <laughs> less uh, less of every, less of everything because now you have to deal with an emotional situation these people know how to go from one emotion to another quickly they know how to go from fun to serious serious back to fun quiet to loud loud to quiet they have that they have that ability to go what a
1: crazy thing you just said I mean, you know they said that about tupac i don't know who was talking about tupac he says one day i'm t- uh sitting down with tupac one minute is a poet one minute he's a philosopher one minute he's a crusader one minute he's got thinking about his enemies one minute he's this his mind was is it the level of creativity or is it the level of focusedness or is it the level of they, they feel all the sensitivities. They're aware of everything that's going. They what?
0: are so aware of everything that's going around them. They are so aware. Does
1: the smallest thing bother them? Is it the slightest thing could bother them or no?
0: It could. It, I, I won't say it bothers them. It, they know how, They know whether they need to use it or not use it. They have the shortest memories. They don't forget.
1: It's obvious from last dance. Yeah, I mean, you, they don't, they don't know, forget. I'm supposed to kill this guy, yeah. you know.
0: They don't forget, but they have the shortest memories. And what I mean by the shortest memories is I've always said that to the greatest athletes out there, thinking is a distraction. Because if you're thinking, you're not in the moment. Mm. But it takes years and years and years and years of thinking not to be able to think. Not to be able to think. So these individuals that can go from one emotion to another, they can go from laughing to serious, they, can go, they have that ability to know what they can use and what they can't use, and they can get rid of it real, 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 real quick. Real, real quick.
1: Yeah, I, I ask this because you think about uh, uh, Michael and Chuck, right? Charles, phenomenal relationship, great friendship they got. And then all of a sudden, one day, they're on, you know, the Oprah Winfrey one, you know, the skit where, you know, sure. Charles is wearing the blue, you know, uh, a jumpsuit. Michael comes out in a nice thing and they're just taking shots at each other, taking shots at each other. And then the friendship has fallen out. That's what I mean. At one point, what is the fall on that for? Is it personal? Is it why you side with him? How could you say that guy's a better player than me? Are you freaking kidding me? You know I crushed you when we played. What 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 gets a guy at that level to stop a relationship with a guy like Charles you've known for 20, 30 years?
0: They just decide one day I'm not doing this anymore. And maybe whatever whatever reason whatever reason it is, you know I I don't know what obviously I know what's been in the media and what's been going on, but. They just, when they decide, they make a decision. They don't make a suggestion. They make a decision. Think about yourself. You made a decision to move your family, to move to this location, to separate the two businesses. Those are all decisions. How many individuals do you know are still making suggestions? In order to win, you got to make decisions.
1: You can't can't make such. yeah.
0: You got you got you got it you you, you got to make you got to make decisions winning that's the first thing winning require are you deciding or are you suggesting to be in this unforgiving race what are you doing what what are you doing
1: makes sense Michael made a decision, and boom, that's what happens. That's, it, yeah. that's what happens. I mean, listen, I think the world would love to see those guys back at it again, talking to each oh, other of course and see how, they how that's going to come up. I think it's eventually going to happen. I agree with you. I think it's going to do very good on TV. I agree with you. Charles, You got to love Charles. I mean, Charles is the best guy on TV. I don't think anybody can, I don't know how many awards this guy's won. And Michael, is there any athlete that people are more enamored by than him? I don't think so. Those two guys come yeah, together. Yeah, it's just like. So, yeah. so let's talk about the last dance. Mm-hmm. Okay, The first time you and I sat then I brought up uh, uh, LeBron James. And right. you had at one point said LeBron James was a closer. But you said that like 12 years ago or 10. I don't yeah. know the exact timeline. You said that even maybe when the book came out, you considered him a closer, not I necessarily did. cleaner. And you have the whole cooler, right. closer, cleaner. And the cleaner are guys like Michael right. and all these guys that are cleaners. Okay, great.
0: He's a cleaner now.
1: He's Okay, so here's my question for you. Here's my question for you. Um, He's got four now. He's a Laker now. He's won with Miami. He's won with Cleveland. He's won with – so he won for the city. He won for two Miami. He's over here now. Okay. Do you think the last dance is the worst thing that ever happened to the argument of him being the greatest and passing up Michael?
0: I don't even think so before the last... Now, listen, I'm going to be subjective on this, obviously, because of my relationship. With You're not we're, running we're, for we're, office. Right. Don't be too right, political but Michael, No, no, I'm not. But I'm just, I, I, I'm just saying, all right? I think even before the last dance,
1: it just wasn't... The only reason I say this is because... here's Here's why I say this. So I'm 42... I think if you're above 35, there is no argument. Correct. Okay, if you're above 40, there is no argument, right? But do you think the 22-year-old guy, the 28-year-old, the 26-year-old, maybe they didn't get a chance to watch the Saturday morning, Michael's coming up against Chicago, he scores 52 points, 55 points, all this other stuff. You would see the guy's killer instinct. Do you think the 22-year-old, like a generation that missed watching this guy Mm -hmm. play sit, that guy's a scary guy to face up against. Do you think Last Dance hurt those guys' argument?
0: Oh yes, it just it's it just. There's so many of the younger. I I've had so many people that come up to me and say the footage of MJ on YouTube is enhanced. There's no way. There's no way anybody can do that. <laughs> they're like they're, they're, Photoshop there's, is. Yeah, they're him just to just like. Jump yes, higher. they're just like. There's no way, he, there's, no yeah. way he, there's no way he. Can, they, there's no way he can do that. All right. And I've had so many individuals now. They're just like it's just like because they didn't get a scene. They're just like MJ's just a myth and ghost to us. We hear all these we hear all these stories, and we, we you know we've heard all these things, and it's just it, they just can't they just can't comprehend they just can't comprehend it. They just they just can't comprehend so it. So
1: the debate for you it wasn't even a debate before, but the debate for you even afterwards nothing changed for you, but for somebody else maybe they said. This wasn't Mike. LeBron's probably watching that thing, saying, "Ooh, they're gonna say this, they're gonna say that, they're gonna say this. That's right. not good, Mike." Because you know LeBron's a legacy guy. He said, "I'm chasing the go," so it's not like he hasn't put it out there. Right. When he came out and said it, he's chasing one guy. When he dunked the ball and he's looking at yes, of course, he's sending a message. He is sending a message. I wasn't yeah. looking at him. I was just dunking the ball. But yeah. you know what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. So, who's on your top five all time? Do you have a top five all time where you go? You know, let's say Michael's the greatest, and the second. Do you have that?
0: I don't have a top five of uh, of all the. If you were to pick time. it, who
1: would it be? Who'd be your top five? Oh boy. Um No one's gonna watch this. No, it's no, I'm not gonna what get like two views here, so don't worry <laughs> <Yeah>. about it.
0: <laughs> well obviously 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 my look, Michael's gonna be Michael's gonna be on there. All right. Um I'd have to put I'd have to put well, you know what? Here's the thing. If you look at depending on the era of the game, if you're just it could it could be it's so different. I mean, if you're looking at the older game, you want you definitely want Shaq in there, all right? You just the way he was probably the the most the most dominant player that you just gave him the ball and he just he just literally ran through everybody. It, I would probably I would want uh, I would take MJ. I would take Kobe. I'd put LeBron Larry Bird and
1: who would my Shaq, Kareem, Wilt, maybe Akeem, but he would probably be on the list. Yeah, you know, I work with
0: Akeem, so it's kind of difficult for me to keep him off off that list. But the way the game is played now is just like, I'd say Shaq.
1: Shaq. Yeah. That's a great list right there.
0: That's, you know, you got, it's hard to leave. You put
1: Bird in top five. Wow.
0: You know why? In this game here. People forget. He's another one. You go watch this. He could do every. Larry Bird on a game decided, I'm just going to go shoot with the left hand today. Yeah. Who does that? He's like, <laughs> you're so bored with the competition that you come out and says, eh,
1: I'm going to beat these guys with the left. I'm going
0: to I'm I'm play. The, I, I don't know if it was the first half or whatever. Half, he says, I'm just going to shoot the ball with the left hand. Who does that?
1: who who, do, who does that he wasn't afraid of anybody
0: nobody yeah. and could do it all yeah could do it could do it all you know one of the reasons I put it, obviously defense isn't a it isn't a primary thing in this sport anymore but you know obviously we know Michael could play unbelievable defense we know Kobe could play under unbelievable defense uh LeBron when he chooses he could play he he can he can lock them down
1: if they do get around
0: anybody you got this big mon, you got this big monster in the middle destroy
1: you scare the hell out of you and
0: all, and hit, all those individuals the one thing they have is the ability to make everybody else around them
1: better mm-hmm. that's the thing they all have the ability to make everybody better well, Dr. J comes out, and he talks about, it. I'm sure you saw it, when he comes out and he that. says, hey, you know, what do you think about your top five? And he puts his top five, he says, first team, second team, first team, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, which obviously that's his era, era I get yes. it. And then he says, second team, he would put Magic, Michael, Larry, Malone, Kareem, the second team. So obviously Kobe's not on the list. If he had to choose between, I think the way he did it is positions one, two, sure. three, four, five is the way he did it. So he chose Kobe over, uh, he chose Michael over Kobe. He chose Magic over Steph Curry. He chose Bird over, say, LeBron James. He chose Malone over Duncan. And he chose Kareem over Shaq. Right. And then they asked him, they said, wait a minute, where's LeBron on this list? Mm-hmm. And uh he said, what were his words? He says he is the guy who has led the change. In terms of super teams, when he put together a team in Miami, he put together a team in Cleveland as well, and he put together a team in LA so he can pick his own team. I ain't going to pick my own team. The guy turns around and says, I'm sure you saw it. He says, well, LeBron's verdict would be there's been super teams for a long time. Everybody's had super teams. You guys had super teams. There was typically three or four all-stars on the same team. He says, yes, last words, yes, but we didn't go recruiting players. He did. So, one, thoughts on what he says. Two, what do you think about LeBron not being on his top five?
0: Well, I mean, obviously the top five is what you said. That That's his era. These are the people that he knows with. Listen, when you go to war, you're going to go with war. You, you you need to go to war with the makeup of the people that you know, that your you can era. trust. Yeah. You're, you know, your allies. Yeah. These are his allies. Makes sense. These are his allies. By the way, it's, it's a great list it's if you unbelie- It's a great it. an an, un- un- list to I have mean, Listen, you literally got – the records Wilt has is unbelievable. You talk about championships, you know everyone that that that's that's the guy. Elgin Baylor was that the first person to do all the stuff, the triple double here. Jerry West, The logo, the logo. Yeah, does a- anything a- anything else needs to be a- a- anything else needs to be set? So that says it. This was an the era. These are a lot of these individuals. He competed, you know, he competed. He had a he competed against uh, Dr. J. Competed against, you know, a famous fight with him and
1: uh. When who With was Bert. holding that was Moses Malone holding him? somebody yeah. was holding uh uh Bird by the neck and Julius said, punched him three yeah, times so, in the face, so yeah. you know,
0: whatever it is. And you know, Michael is obviously everybody said, you know, he's the he's the heir apparent to to to, to Dr. J, so he's had he's had all the respect here. You know, obviously, I'm not he did it, he did it by he did it by position. All right, what <laughs> if I'm putting this if I'm putting this team together, I would um if I had to take one person out out of here, well, it depends on, if I had to take one person out of the, my second team.
1: I have a feeling I know who you're gonna take out. I'd about. take
0: out Carl Malone. Yeah.
1: Who'd you put him instead of him? Duncan. I
0: would put, I, yeah, I mean, out of this team. It, it, keep, keeping LeBron out of here, if we're yeah. gonna keep LeBron out of here, all right, I would put, I would put Duncan.
1: Even if you that. think about this, I almost I put think Charles,
0: he, I would put Charles before Carl.
1: I almost, re-
0: I'll put Charles before
1: Carl. Really? Yeah. I almost think he went 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s because I don't think he went 2000, 2010, and today because maybe he's going through era, then he's going through the greatest. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's going to be his top five list himself. But, uh, you know, again, the last dance, when I watched I was sending you a text. I'm like, Tim, this is insane with the stories that you're hearing about this guy. Left and right, everything that you're hearing. It's all true. That's that's what makes it crazy. By the way, when they recorded it, did they know? When they recorded that season, did they know eventually they're going to do a last dance?
0: So that that was the plan. So that was always the plan. But the only person that didn't sign off.
1: Phil or Michael? Was Michael. Got
0: Everybody it. else signed off years ago. Michael said, I'm not signing off. He goes, well, when it's time or when I decide to do this, I will sign off. And originally it wasn't even supposed to come. It was supposed to come out in the fall.
1: By the way, I mean timing-wise, you have the, the timing kind of worked in their favor.
0: Yeah, so they were just like the last two episodes weren't even done when it when it started. The last two episodes were not done.
1: They were wait, wait, so so when they, we sat down and we watched the first two on a Sunday for, night,
0: they had still not finished the last <laughs> two episodes. The last two episodes were still not done because they hadn't planned on showing it until, but then because of the pandemic and everything had, and you know, everybody, there's like, everybody's, so they, they literally went in and asked, hey, we need, to, we wanna move the production up. So they got in to move, move the production up, and it was, you know, that's everybody everybody, I got, whether, the one thing I I have to say about Michael, and this is why I put him above everybody, whether, it is kind of like Tiger also. Whether you were a basketball fan or a golf fan, you were a fan of that. You watch. If you didn't enjoy golf, you would literally, you'd look up the paper to see what Tiger did or where he was playing, no, what no was question. going on. Yep. I had so many people that said, I'm not a basketball fan, but I'm a Michael Jordan fan. So you had – those those individuals, transcended individuals that did, had no interest in that sport.
1: You're going to love uh, Tiger's documentary, by the way. You're yeah. going to love Tiger's documentary no. because they talk about that. They talk about what he did to the game of golf and how much it changed and how many people are now watching. Like the moment you hear about it, he's not in the Masters. I have no interest. Yeah. And I'm not – obviously, I'm not a golf right. – I have no – but when Tiger was in it, glued to the screen, what's he going to do here at the restaurant? Can you please change the channel from the football game? let's see what Tiger's got you were curious about what he was so going to be doing
0: I, I'll explain to you why for you
1: why? I'm curious
0: it's his identity you relate to his identity
1: to Tiger's identity you relate oh, to I his mean, identity. when I it's I'm telling you you when you watch Tiger's documentary it's very very Interesting documentary, and I do relate to the guy. When I see him, I look at him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm fascinated with the way this guy thinks. Like you look, we were at a uh, 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 poker tournament he put together. Mm-hmm. It was myself, it was Phil Hellmuth, it was uh, Tiger, Westbrook, and you're, you're just watching this guy on where he is and what state he's in. Very unique character. I would have loved for him to get his 19th. But today, after what just happened recently, I think yeah. that's very unlikely of taking place. L- last thing you do, we do before we wrap up here, and you know, I can talk to you for hours, you know, these <laughs> these conversations, this is what, this is my drug. I love hearing this mindset of winning. You you uh, uh, you use a very uh, technical scientific terminology in the book that I, I would want you, you know, to share with the audience, obviously your background in kinesiology, this, this scientific terminology you use, the I-D-G-A-F, can you tell us a little bit more about <laughs> it? You know what, what do you mean by that to have this mindset?
0: That, that mindset is, <laughs> this comes with a disclaimer. I've done pretty good at keeping the language Fantastic here. I've done, today, I've done, by bad. the way, like,
1: I'm sure it's a- it's,
0: No, you know what, Patrick? You'll never forget this. We did an event together. New Orleans? I don't remember where I don't remember where it was, but we, you and I did an event together, and I remember you telling me, you, you actually and I don't know if this talk was actually directed to me or not, but you had said something about the language thing. and I took it to heart. I took it to heart. I listened. I wasn't offended. I wasn't listening, because my agent Sherry was telling me the same thing. She was telling me the the same thing. She goes, you have to know when to place and when not to. And I remember everything that you told me about the thing. Listen, yeah, we joke about I had the record for it. Yes. But if I was still doing that.
1: You wouldn't have done it that way? You would have changed that? I
0: I would not have said. I'm talking about if I'm still doing it now. All right. That means I didn't. I didn't evolve as a as, as a better speaker I didn't have more to say my language wow. my language was my my language was my words was it was limiting it was limiting it was I took that to, I took that to heart most people that's why I said this feedback and criticism sometimes it's not people may be sending you a message they may, it, they may, it may be directed to you, but it's not me. it's a memory you got! Do to, to I remember I, that? I,
1: I, I remember. Because I, re- I was a speaker right before you. I yes, yeah. I remember. And it was an awards ceremony night, and you went up, and there's, I think, four people were asking you questions, and they were kind of interviewing you. Uh, you know the setting that you had, and there was I, I, a couple that, guys that's there. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. I remember. And that. I, I,
0: rem- and I, I remember.
1: <laughs> I remember. Was, that, e, was I, that New Orleans? I don't know where it I, where I was. was. I think it was 2018. Do you remember where it was that year? Was it New Orleans or no? Was it? you're yeah. talking about got it yeah i
0: i, I, I remember I remember that i i i i I remember it and I just said you know what in order for my next evolution is that something that I need to work on I do. I need, this is this is a growth this is a growth process. I mean, I could have easily said, "Ah, forget that." But going back to the ID that listen, it's a I don't give a fuck muscle, mm-hmm. and you work out. You mm-hmm. you know people. If you go at the history of you, people don't know one of one of your main goals was to be a professional bodybuilder, mm-hmm. you, and you've had numerous professional bodybuilders on this show, and you you know you, you've talked to them because their minds. You talk about a sport where. Details, and there is no off like you can. There, in basketball and football, all these individuals when they're when they're pre- training and they're doing preparing for a game or whatever, they can still have a slice of pizza. They can have a beer. They can have a glass of wine.
1: Those bodybuilders, they can't. They, especially, especially if you win it back to like a Phil doing it seven, nine, like seven. seven. Ridiculous to be yeah. able to stay disciplined that long. Uh, uh,
0: and then go yeah. off, what he did? He took, a, what, a year and a half off and mm-hmm. finished in the top three? Mm-hmm. Coming back, I mean, it's just, like you said, maniacal. But we all have that muscle. But just like any other muscle in your body, that muscle, people don't train enough. And it gets weak and it gets soft. So when you need to use it, you don't have the ability to say it. All right, so I don't give a fuck. Muscle is that muscle inside of you that blocks everything out, regardless of what anybody else, anybody. That doesn't mean you're not open to feedback and criticism, but it doesn't. It, it takes you away from all the naysayers, from all the haters, from all all the lack of focus, from everything else that's coming that that's coming in. That's the that's trying to.
1: Is that natural or is that natural? Is that like, I I think, do you think this is something that you learn? Like there are certain parts of the game that you got to learn. Do you think this is where Michael had to go and say, dude, listen, I honestly don't give a flying, you know what, just who, is it an evolution for the individual? It's an evolution. And the one I, I would say the individual that's probably that
0: the younger audience can relate to more than anybody else is LeBron on this. We talk about it in the book Winning. You know, when he when he first started with the media, he was extremely sensitive to what everybody says. Now it's at the point he's just like, "Here it is. Uh, this is what I'm going to talk about. Here's my answer. This is what this is what this is what I'm going to do." He, that's one of the muscles he exercised throughout mm-hmm. his career. That is
1: so freaking powerful. That's a good point. That is so yeah. po- that is so powerful. And he's he's probably gonna gonna be. Politically, this guy's not going away. He's going to be doing stuff the next few decades. Yes. I think he's got big aspirations, and yeah. he's also another guy that's a pretty smart guy. Yes. I don't know when it was when he started reading a lot of books. You would see him be pre-game, you know, going into the playoffs. He's got the book there. He would, mm-hmm. you know, get away from social media and would just and stay focused on his game. His every individual around him
0: that he keeps around, and this is very special. They are his close friends, and they're his allies. Very difficult to find both. Very
1: difficult it's to find both. It's funny you say this because we were talking about Mark Wahlberg, and Mark would talk about you know everybody that's around him right now is people that he's known since he was a kid. You know when he's coming up in Boston, yeah. whatever it was, right? That's not an easy thing to do for LeBron to turn his friends into individual stars themselves. You know all these other names, Maverick, all these guys yes. that he's got. Because that means you're growing and they're growing. Yes. That means you're growing and you're lifting them up. you got to give the guy credit for being able to do that. That's well, not an easy thing to do.
0: Exactly. But he, I, that's why
1: I think he's a different wiring than Kobe and uh, Jordan. I don't yeah. think he's the same wiring as those guys.
0: No, he's not. He, he He's not. He's not. Yeah.
1: He, uh,
0: but that just shows you there's more ways, there's more than one, there's more than one path to winning. There's more than there, there's
1: more than one way to get there. Yeah, you said the opening. You said, "Listen, there's not a steps to it." You said, "You know, uh, winning. I can't give you the steps. There's not like a formula." But the guy that's going to win, he's going to figure out a way to do it his own way. He's going to eventually get there.
0: And that's exactly what you said. Listen, you and I, in this in this line of speaking, we don't tell people what to do. That was one of the biggest criticisms I got about Relentless was you didn't tell it. Well, your whole life, everybody's telling you what to do. All right. How you got to where you're at, how I got to where I'm at, where how these individuals that we talk about in the the book, there's the ability to what to think and how to think and there's a huge difference. Everybody, a lot of the people in our space, it's all about, the, they give you information. This is how you need to think. This is the way it's done, here, here it is. You lose your ability to how to think. And when you learn to combine the both, and that's what winning requires you to do. It's not, it, it needs you to gather the information, but it also needs you to be able to think on your own.
1: The onus has to be on the individual at the highest level to want to make that decision. You can kind of tell them where you can, you know, here's what you may want to think about. Here's this, here's what this person did, here's what this person did. But what do you want to do? The onus has to be on the individual to want to take it at whatever levels they want to take
0: But see, they want it simple because when you ask them what do they want to do, they don't know. They
1: want you to tell them they they want you to tell them i don't think for the 1% of the 1% i don't think that the 1% of 1% i don't think it works with those guys i think for i think you can't get into 1% and show people here is if you do this you're going to get this if you do this you're going to get this yeah. but there's the additional psycho level to go through that it's so much pain that you got to be willing to go through that i don't think you can do that for everybody right. anyways uh look if you're watching this when when tim comes out with a book i don't wait for it i read it If you've not read Relentless or this, you got to buy both of them. I'm not even recommending you just buy this book. Of course you got to buy this book. We're going to put the link below for you to go buy it. That'll be at the top of the link to buy this book. But on the bottom, when you're ordering it, if it gives you the option to also buy Relentless, I highly recommend you buy both and read both. But obviously, this is one that just came out. I highly recommend you go get that book. Tim, once again, appreciate you for coming out. My pleasure. And uh, being on I, I Every time I'm with you, I walk away getting, you know, tips here and there, mindset. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm getting sharper and sharper because your content speaks you. my language. And,
0: and you know what? I know you've had some unbelievable guests on this show. I know you've put on some unbelievable events and I've been honored to be a part of those events. And that's that's special because I know everybody wants that invitation, but very few have gotten it. And I appreciate that. Anytime. You. I appreciate it for friend. coming
1: out. You got it, buddy. Thank appreciate you. It. Learning about the mindset of winning never gets old, especially when it's coming from Tim Grover. If you've enjoyed the interview, comment below. And if you haven't seen my first interview with him, click over here. Or if you've never seen the interview with Kobe Bryant, click over here. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.